Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you're a bourbon group, you're a store, you're a distillery, and you need wholesale pricing for laser-etched glassware, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com. They have great stuff. You know it because that's where our glasses come from. Awesome. Check them out. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coors. Yes, Father's Day is over, but that doesn't mean that you can't still get dad an awesome gift. Or if you're a dad, why don't you get yourself a great cooler, a great tumbler? These things are roto molded, so you can put ice in there and it will stay cold for days. I mean, like days, you can go back in the cooler and the ice cubes are still like brand new. Looks like you just got it in the bag and put it in the cooler. Their tumblers are awesome. You already have seen the whiskey barrel tumbler. They have July 4th tumblers out now. Use code DADSEASON, that is DADSEASON, D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N, for 20% off your order. And hey, if you're buying a $300, $400 cooler, that's like 60 to 80 bucks right there. So check them out, orcacoolers.com, use code DADSEASON. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. If you want action, get in on the action with Tennessee's only sports book, Buy Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And there is so much going on. The College World Series just ended, but the Stanley Cup final is still going on. The Canadians are in the final for the first time since 1993, and they're up against the defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. There's golf insurance going on. Man, bet on Wimbledon. You could bet on Wimbledon right now, and if you use code DADS100, they will match up to $400 of your deposit. So go ahead, go to action247.com, use code DADS100, they will match up to $400, and you can get in on the action with Action247. I got one thing, but I feel like there was something you and I were bullshitting about the other day that I can't remember. I can't remember it either. Was it something about Costco? You tend to have a lot at Costco and Sam's. I don't know. It was something like we literally went on a rant, both of us, for a while. Either way, I do have another random thing I've noticed lately. I don't know when this trend exactly started or if you've seen it being down in the burbs. But I, I guess this the new thing now for bachelorette parties and whatnot when they're in town. They like right across the back glass of whoever friend's vehicle or whatever. It's so-and-so's bachelorette party, blah, blah, blah. Buy her or us a drink. And then they put a Venmo on there, like uh, an actual address. Oh, yeah. I saw this. I saw the cars not actually like parked around my hood, but you'll see them on the highway driving north. Yeah. Like when did this start as far as just like publicly soliciting for drinks and how do you even validate it i mean i just want to get like random venmos or something or you put in the back of my own car i mean i may have to take off the like baby on board sticker or some shit but (laughs) at this point you still have a baby on board sticker on the back of your car charleston peeled it off about a month ago but literally it was so faded you could not see anything other than there was a very off opaque magnetic diamond shaped sticker I think I got that for you. Didn't I get that you, for you? You got me one, and my buddy Will got me one. One got faded so bad with one kid that I replaced it with the second kid came along, and now I'm at that point. At that point, that should tell you that you no longer need a baby on board on the back of your car. I mean, I always thought it was just a thing of humor. But this Venmo thing. Like, I mean, why don't you replace start? baby on board with your Venmo and say, like, Ezekiel's Nash Bash? You've seen my Venmo profile picture. It's way too provocative.
everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. And in case you are wondering, Zeke is not lying. His Venmo picture is very provocative. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm good, and it's also just coincidentally was a Christmas card during my single years in case anyone's ever missed that episode. I felt like we talked about it at some point. I think I used it. Remember when everybody posted the pictures and it was like, this is your Facebook picture. This is your LinkedIn picture. This is your Instagram profile picture. And then here's your Tinder. Yeah. I did that for dad's drinking bourbon and like all the professional ones were me. And then the Tinder one was you shirtless by the fire. I mean, if the shoe fits, that was back when you were a little more toned and trimmed and firm. Well, yeah, it was before having two kids and I was still single. I guess I wasn't necessarily single at the time, but it was a different stage of life, John. It was pre-dad bod. Granted, I can't say we knew each other during that exact time frame, but I'll go ahead and hypothesize you probably even had hair on your head. I did have hair on my head and I had a lot less weight on my body. <laughs> There are some pictures I'll show you from Facebook that you'll kind of look and be like, damn, that was Edwards? Oh, there's been a couple where I I had to stare or like move the mouse around. You know how to like pop up whose name's who in, in the tag stuff? I'm like, oh, which, Jesus, which one is him? Like, oh, that guy? It's the skinny guy with hair. What happened? Like, man. All right, let's not beat around the bush. Let's just get to it. I put in a lot of work this month because we were behind a couple episodes. We've now caught up. We're caught up on everything. So this is purely just bonus us getting through. We have a crap ton of episodes that we have put out for you in June. We are now caught up. Everybody's happy. I apologize profusely for getting off course. We're now back on Wednesdays and Fridays. It's when you should expect episodes from us. We will do our best to stick to that schedule. Today, we are drinking Bradshaw bourbon. Now, this is a collaboration between Terry Bradshaw and Silver Screen Bottling Company. Silver Screen is known for several celebrity bottlings that they have done in the past. These include Prestige Worldwide Quality Vodka. I would probably take a bottle of that. The Fixer Blended Whiskey, it's from Ray Donovan. There is Two States Vodka, Dutch Bourbon Whiskey, and by Dutch, I mean get to the chopper. Then there's Augie's Ale, and there's James T. Kirk Reserve Straight Bourbon Whiskey. There is Ten Forward Vodka, which is a, another Star Trek reference, and then there's James T. Kirk Straight Bourbon Whiskey, not the Reserve. There have been celebrity brands before. I feel like Bradshaw is the first time this is really kicking off a little bit more for them than some of those other ones had done. I think the other ones were a little more novelty. Terry is actually really getting out there to promote this, going on podcasts, doing things. We we might have Bradshaw on. Whether or not we have Terry or whether or not we have the business people behind it, I will put it up to our audience for them to determine which one sounds more interesting to them. And please let Zeke and I know, because we're fine going any route. I mean, we'll, we'll talk to either one of them. 
This is 103.8 proof. It was released in February. It is from Silver Screen Bottling Company, but the bourbon comes from Green River Distilling Company. They are the artists formerly known as OZ Tyler. They have not put out any of their own stuff yet. That is coming later this year. But Wheel Horse Bourbon, Wheel Horse Rye has already come out. And now this Bradshaw Bourbon. We also know that the Juke Joint from Blue Note also has some of this Green River in it. It is 70% corn, 21 percent rye nine percent malted barley did i tell you it's two years old already that is the age or it's at least because there's kind of a difference it's at least because it's straight it's at least two years old but it's not four years old because if you look at the back of this it says aged a minimum of two years in new chart oak but it is not four so it is in between two and four does it say it's not four it would not have to be age stated if it was straight bourbon whiskey that was over four. So they wouldn't have to put aged a minimum of two years on the back. If it's straight and you're going to non-age state it, you don't have to put a minimum on there if it's four years old. Hmm. So we know it's between two and four. Unless they put like, you know, which I don't Fair think enough. it's happening, right? What else could be happening here is like they could have a two-year-old whiskey and throw a six-year-old in with it and it would still be straight minimum of two. But like we know that if the minimum is four years old and it's a blend and it's straight, then you don't have to age state it. I'll just leave it as I always assume you're correct on all the TTB stuff. I often wonder with newer brands how accurate everything is. And unless we hear it directly from the horse's mouth i try to leave these things vague so they don't say that you know i heard on the the ddb show that it was blah 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 but it's really blah 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 and those they're wrong well (laughs) i can tell you that we are going as good as we can based off of what is on their bottle and if something is wrong with what i said based off what is on the bottle we went to the regulation that the ttb says if it is under four years old straight bourbon has to be at least two years old four years old you don't have to put an age on it to call it straight but in between two and four you do well at least everyone knows uh, if there is something awry I-, I will blame you go ahead and blame me it's fine i think you're being a little <laughs> too sensitive here and uh the facts are the facts and i am just going off of what i was taught i know i i i, I think the point is um you are normally not the overly cautious one of us Oh, I hear more and more rumblings that, you know, the folks at the TTB maybe don't pay as much as attention as they used to, and things might get approved for a label that don't really conform to what they should. I, I don't know. I hear things in random chats and random people, so I just like to cover our lack of asses. So you hear like somebody's brother's cousin's uncle works for Buffalo Trace and they did something with the TTB or somebody's cousin's aunt sister's twice removed is a clerk at the TTB. Like you've heard these rumors that always come up. No, we have multiple friends that are you know in the whiskey business to some degree and i've also seen pictures of new products that have come to the market that end up on a chat and somebody points out "Mm, this and that isn't really legal or compliant but okay they got it approved keep on rolling if somebody fibbed and i went off the information that was on the bottle i will stand by my statement yeah it's at least two years i mean we know it's at least two years old how about that can we just say that I concur. We went on for five minutes on that for no damn reason. Anyways, what did you think about this whiskey? Nose-wise, I put down 
cream and then a blank and a question mark. I couldn't figure out cream of what I was really getting out of that, but it all, all, I mean, it was just almost kind of like a concentrated sweet, not really like to the sense of a liqueur, but I mean, yeah, it just had some cream of something like some essence. I don't know. Also on the nose, butterscotch, maybe even slightly like a, a good cooking oil. I don't know what that would be. Um, not like three-day-old McDonald's fry oil or something. But, I mean, it, I guess the theme I'm looking at is there's a lot of pleasant corn notes in this as well. And then for a little bit, I thought I smelled those, uh, um, like, zebra-striped peanut butter candy things. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know. I caught a whiff, and it really seemed like that was what I was remembering. Hadn't had those in a minute, but um, that's what I felt like. Palette-wise, continuing that theme, a very sweet corn-forward product. It seems slightly crafty, and hopefully you've uh, heard us describe what we think of craft more than once, if not twice or three times lately. So I won't dive into that rabbit hole, but it didn't really seem to have a whole lot of like a, a crafty essence. It reminded me in ways of popcorn, kind of those little Halloween candy things that are triangle-shaped, orange, white, and black. I never can remember the names because I'm not a huge fan of them, but that was what I picked up. I thought that secondarily, the malt was much more noticeable and present over the rye grain. It even kind of reminded me of like some different types of street corn I've had over the years. I know that's, again, a broad statement too, but uh, I think you kind of get where I'm going with that. There is not much oak in there. That didn't really bother me. Just throwing it out there for anyone that looks for that aspect. As far as cereals um, or food that I could relate it to, cereal-wise, I was thinking somewhere maybe either smacks or honeycombs. Food-wise, it kind of reminds me of like that Pirate's Booty Popcorn stuff because it's really like a, a white corn forward product. And I, I don't know if this is white corn or whatnot, but that's what I got for the most part. I agree with you on the honeycomb. I will just start off on that. That is an appropriate <laughs> cereal. And 100% you're right. Lots of corn. This is a younger whiskey, even though I can't say that, according to Zeke. <laughs> you can say young. I mean, young's like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. Pops is like, I'm dating a young thing, and she's 40. I'm like, all right, Dad, whatever. <laughs> Nothing wrong with 40. We're pretty much 40, buddy. I think 40s, maybe 50. I might have said that wrong. <laughs> yeah, you said Either that way, wrong. You, you know where I'm going with that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, you know, you're right. It doesn't have a crafty aspect to it. It tastes like it was done very well. It's like a mass-produced whiskey. It goes down easy. There's not burn to it. Although I did get a little bit of heat on the nose, but I got a fair amount of caramel and and uh, corn and vanilla on there, but just a slight amount of heat. If you really tried to take a big old whiff in there, you were like, ooh, got the nostrils a little bit. But this goes down very easy. I mean, this is something that we've said about that wheel horse. I'm sure we will say it about other stuff. We've said it about the Blue Note juke joint. It's a very enjoyable whiskey. I don't want to go on and on because Zeke has talked about this before. I mean, bunch of vanilla. I get a little bit more rye spice than you did. I, I do get a fair amount of tingling in the front on the palate. You know, honeycomb, vanilla, caramel. I, I know this is, you know, no shit. It's bourbon notes, right? <laughs> but like, well, I think that's kind of what this is. It's kind of like, hey, this is bourbon. It tastes like bourbon. It's a very in enjoyable drinker. My only thing that I would say about this is for two-year-old whiskey, again, it's aged at least two years. We don't know. Zeke wants to harp on this tonight, but 
the price is $40. I know that Terry Bradshaw is very expensive and adding him to your company and having him involved, you got to pay the four time Super Bowl winner, number one draft pick, Terry Bradshaw. It's just a little bit for what it is. It's a little bit more than I would like to spend for a drinker. That's all I'll say about that. All I really want to try and I guess, uh, discern was that at least for me i wasn't trying to dance around the issue because it is a very corn forward product it's just not in an off-putting or a bad way especially for young juice so if it seemed like there was kind of a a common theme or or trying to be like nice and sure-coated no it's just the same time we've had similar products with similar elements and ages that we were not really big fans of but I, I think, like John said, if, without diving into price, just as far as a drinker and what it is, like this is a pretty damn good product. I've had way, 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 way worse, especially in the the, the booming industry that you know bourbon and whiskey is now. That we're at this age, and you're like, oof, <laughs> might need to leave that one in the barrel for another year or decade. I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong, I like it. I think for what it is. If it's going to be a super premium, high-class bourbon, I think you got to up the age a little bit if you want to command that. I mean, there there is a lot on the packaging where it's talking about Terry Bradshaw. It's got like a championship caliber stuff. You know, it talks about his four-time Super Bowls, things like that. A lot of gold on here. It's got Roman numerals for the Super Bowls he's won. There's so much stuff I think of of, of this brand. Number one, their LTOs, their limited time offerings could absolutely be, you know, 9, 10, 13, 14. In Roman numerals, they could put, you know, this is Bradshaw 14 or this is Bradshaw 9. You know, they could do the the names of the Super Bowls he's won. There's a lot of options they can do with Terry here. If you want to start off with a solid drinker, though, yeah, there's plenty of people that'll spend 40 bucks. There are for what this is and yes it's a higher proof it doesn't drink like a 103.8 i will tell you this goes down easy like it's more of a 90 proof bottle and yes the proof is a little bit higher and maybe that's why they're going for the 40 dollars. i'm just thinking in my brain where this you know so maybe if this was 90 proof they'd put it at a sub 30 i don't know i just think for the age and everything there it's like i just I don't know why I have a problem with it. And it's probably, you know, unfair that I have a problem with it. It just something's not sitting right with me. I mean, because I love the taste. A tasty note that I missed. I just saw this on the side of the notes. I think you almost kind of approach this profile wise, almost like a light whiskey. Uh, you know, some of those MGPs that are, you know, 991, I think the mash is or whatever. But I almost think it, it resonates and seems akin to those more than it would if someone told you this was a 70, 21, and 9 mash bill. Again, just for people, you know, trying to understand what we're describing profile wise regarding, you know, pricing and whatnot. Maybe it's not regarding pricing not and whatnot. I think time may tell and kind of dictate and sway that. Obviously, they're you know, nice and transparent on what their juice is and where it came from. That being said, Green River is going to be sourcing and already is sourcing other NDPs and other, you know, brands and labels. So, you know, it's kind of like MGP. Once, you know, if you're smart enough to know what's in it, where it came from, and you have an idea of the profile, 
yes, they're not going to taste identical. I'm not trying to insinuate that, but you have an idea of what something quote unquote should cost you. And I think that there will be competition in the marketplace where unless, you know, they end up having their own novel mash bill or somehow they're getting quote unquote cherry barrels or something. I just feel like the market would almost force, you know, a recorrection, so to speak, just as there is more competition of what would seemingly be the same juice. I mean, then you really just come down to, you know, who's blending your small batches and does that make a difference in your product overall, basically? And I fully am aware that I am complaining about like five to 10 bucks here. So oh, I get it. I'm you know, like I, I'm not. I think for now we're, we're almost like eh, the fact that they're one of the first people to put it out there. I get your point about the age and, and everything else. I just think it's something that, you know, maybe for once the market kind of corrects itself versus even needing to be, you know, consumer feedback. Oh, I mean, but I'm saying like I'm being unreasonable. I realize that I'm. Like, I'm complaining unnecessarily. Well, I mean, it happens a lot. (laughs) Like, I understand, right? And this is personally just me. So let's throw that stuff out. Is this a solid drinker at 103 point whatever proof? It's not super complex, but at the same time, it doesn't need to be. It's straightforward. It's kind of like the way that football was played back when Terry played it. It was hard nose, grind it out. It's not as complex. Like they didn't have formations like they do now and the switches and all sorts of stuff that's going on. I mean, it was really more like we're running the ball up the four hole. Like that's where we're going. We're doing a pass to the tight end. The tight end's going to run to the flag. Like it was simpler back in those days. It wasn't as complex as football has become now where you have auto, like all these different audibles at the line. You got people yelling Omaha. You got people doing all this sorts of trick (laughs) stuff. Like it just is bourbon. It's good bourbon. Are you auditioning to to, to start doing their ads or promos? No, I'm trying to recover from... (laughs) complaining about five to ten bucks at least for me personally i'm thinking if you tell somebody back in that era this is bourbon and they take a sip of it they're gonna think it's so sweet and spit it out whereas something that it'd be like today's version of bookers son if it don't burn don't hurt a little bit you ain't doing it right what is this passe stuff this is sweet it is sweet i mean this is a crusher this is definitely a crusher (laughs) not to jump too far off the immediate topic at hand, but in general, I've thought this for, especially for the age, the stuff coming out of, you know, formerly OZ now green river is some good juice. And I feel like they're making waves at a time to where some other places that we would have thought would be starting to, you know, show some of what they've been keeping under uh lock and key in a castle. And it's just not really coming out. They got some rise coming out, but I would say that was a a good subtle bone there, John. (laughs) I know. I I would say that OZ Tyler was hindered by the Terraforma or Terra Pura, whatever it was called, where they were trying to hyper age everything. I think OZ Tyler did a good thing in changing their name to Green River and kind of starting fresh because this stuff that they're putting out that's two, three, four years old is really, really good. It's really sweet. And I mean, for the stuff that we've been talking about where our profiles have kind of gone lately, where we just want something that's easy to drink, all of their stuff is super easy to drink. I haven't had one thing that Green River has put out that I haven't been like, man, that goes down easy. I think they're going to make some waves and splashes 
sooner than later for sure. And obviously sourcing's a, a big market right now. And if you're able to get out a, a good quality product that's enjoyable to consumers at a young age, you're ahead of the game in my opinion. Couldn't agree with you more. They really have a Ray Donovan product. I like that show. Yeah. It's the fixer. It is a Well what is it? Is it a let me look at this. I mean it's a blended whiskey, so I think it's gotta be more of a scotch. But or is it like old school GNS or something? Sorry, I just that's such a broad term. I always feel like that back in the era when the terms really mattered and John would have flourished with his uh, overly uh, studiousness. Um, I feel like blended whiskey was just the term everyone used to, to scapegoat of, well, we put a little bit of this, that, and maybe some vodka or some GNS or both, and maybe a little coloring and it's blended. Here you go. It could be that though, because it's. A- I'm not saying this is by any means. I'm just saying, like, I think that was the original use of that that uh, phrase. I do like the way this is. The fix is in. This bad boy blend is here to fight. The fixer blended whiskey is silky smooth and surprisingly light on the palate, lively and fresh. It allows the lushness of the corn to come through. Say nothing. Take a drink. This whiskey is the go-to spirit good enough to make even the craziest problems disappear. I've never seen this in the show. Like, is this, I mean, I guess it's new. Maybe they haven't a chance to work it in there. I mean, I don't. I feel like they. if you had a show and you're going to have a, a product from it, why would you not use placement to subtly promote your brand? But well, they it, haven't had a chance yet. Well, it costs a lot for placement, so they could have got the rights to the name, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that like Ray Donovan is 100% behind it. Just like, I mean, first off, you can't go back and put James T. Kirk Reserve in old episodes of Star Trek. Well, no, and they couldn't fly the damn spaceship drinking whiskey either. But Ray Donovan's a show where there's plenty of alcohol consumed during it. I know it's usually Irish whiskey, but, but they pay a lot. Those brands pay a lot. So who do you think has more money? Diageo constellation or silver screen bottling company? I don't know. They all got more money than me or you. (laughs) True story. My other random, uh, tidbit here for, for questions is someone, especially that doesn't have hair on the top of your head either, but these folks do on the sides. What is left of their hair? Whose is better? Bradshaw's? Are Hulk Hogan's? Ooh, <laughs> I feel like Terry's is trimmer now. You were there for a while. They both had like that completely bald on the top, but just long flowing blonde locks around the side. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but that's funny to me. I think the problem is that Hulk tries to keep the long hair, even though he's losing it, and then he just puts the bandana in front so that you can't see how bad his hairline is receded. So at that point, I'm really just going to have to give it to Terry. Terry wins. But they've both been that way for forever. They both know, oh, even a better kicker. (laughs) They're both named Terry. You are correct on that. Oh, man, we're rolling now. (laughs) At this point, I think it's a good time to call it. I want to thank Bradshaw Bourbon for sending us this whiskey. I would love to have somebody from Bradshaw on to talk about it a little bit more. You can find out more by going to BradshawBourbon.com. You can find Zeke and I at Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? 
Man, we get Terry on a show, we may have to patch my sister in. She grew up a big Steelers fan. We might have to. Just saying. But uh, <laughs> we'll always be right here in Nashville uh, enduring this uh, summer heat wave. Hope everyone has a very safe and happy 4th of July. Cheers. Ciao.